My first name is Tim. I've never read Animorphs. I'm doing it now. Welcome to Minds at Yerk. I'm Tim. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. Hey, everybody. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hey, 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 y'all. Guess what? It's my week. Yay. Does that mean what I think that means? It does. It does. Except this week, I'm going to start with Meg. I think you usually start with me. So oh, okay. With Not a right. shakeup. <laughs> well, yes, I'm, Tim. I'm what can I do? Continue the <laughs> trend and start with Meg. What's uh, up? Okay. Your Tim building question is, if you could turn the ocean into a liquid other than water, which one would you pick? Oh, I thought you were going to give me choices there. Nope. <laughs> Something with bubble. Champagne. Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going more towards like Sprite, but yeah, sure. Oh, that also works. Wait, wait, wait. It's all, it's all LaCroix. It's all. <laughs> oh, no. Cause fuck that shit. <laughs> it's Pamplemousse LaCroix. <laughs> is that the one that tastes like? There's been fruit maybe somewhere in the vicinity of the room. Isn't that so, all, LaCroix? All LaCroix? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I like that answer. Sprite. We could even go ginger Sprite and even be more like on I haven't had topic. the ginger I haven't Sprite yet, yet either. I just found out about it yesterday. Have yeah. you had it? Is it good? I have not had it because I drink ginger lemon tea and I'm really, when I'm sick. So I'm mm. really afraid that ginger Sprite is just going to make me feel like I'm sick. Oh. But then I've been like, what can I mix it with? I'm going to say, so far, we are three minutes in, and we've hit on two very good soft drink-themed stripper names. Pomplamoose LaCroix and Ginger Sprite. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Ginger Sprite is mine, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Pomplamoose LaCroix. Get your own, Tim. <laughs> All right, I'll work on mine for the rest of the show. Be good to go back to a red. Um... Okay. Wait, Tim's big red. There we go. Done. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be cream soda. What about cinnamon coke? Beverly. Uh, Tim is cinnamon. Beverly. I like cinnamon coke. Cinnamon coke. Works. I was about to say Beverly doesn't really fit the themes of like real drinks being used ironically. Maybe sometimes the subversion of the theme is the joke in it itself. You know what? No, no, Alex. <laughs> Not okay. this time. All right, Alex, your Tim building question. And yes, I'm, bring I'm, it on. I'm going to need you to listen to this one very carefully because this is okay. a tough one. Okay. I'm dialed in. What's the fourth largest food crop in the world? <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> hey, you got it. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. My potato so knowledge like, knows no bounds. <laughs> leaned into this and been like, he's not going to fucking say anything else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I that the hesitation you heard was me thinking corn is too obviously not the answer to say corn. Do you have the top four in front of I, you? I know rice and corn, wheat and wheat. There we go. Are yeah. those the three? Yes, that, that top potatoes. Yep. Do not step to me on carbs. <laughs> Jesus, I thought you said cars. It took me a second. Yes, you're listening to carb talk. All right, so it's it's 
my week to introduce the podcast and to lead everybody <laughs> into our exploration of the sacred texts. It is, and you know Five what? Five minutes Tim? in. Good to know that you so are far, aware. <laughs> great job. Yes. Yes. Oh, your Tim score is B plus. Oh, I could have done it better. Let's start over. No, no, no. <laughs> it's cumulative. Keep going. Okay. All right. I can still recover. Okay. This is European grading, not American grading. <laughs> This is Megan grading. Which means whatever she thinks by the time we're done. <laughs> Your okay. final grade is the I, the dot from the I from the Jeremy Baramy. <clears throat> that broke me. Depends on how much I drink. So this time we read book 37 called The Weakening. Uh, uh, hang on. You want to take another stab at that title there, buddy? <laughs> I wrote The Weakening. <laughs> I mean, I am weakening. Your score is weakening. It's you you weakening. see what happened? Here's what happened. A uh, The Animorphs franchise walked past an angry sorceress who just whispered, weaker, <laughs> at all of the Rachel books. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. And we are trapped in our very own weakening. This book was actually called The Weakness. The Weakness? The Weakness. The weakness. <laughs> Alright, Charger. Tim has to be on some kind of iambic pentameter today. It's he also was cursed. It's a thing. We'll just go with it. Speaking in haiku, it's just really hard to tell where they start and where they stop. Um Now, Tim, if you do not deliver your <laughs> description All right, in a I got my series of up. haikus. I don't even know. I don't remember. Five seven five. Five seven five. Alright, here we go. I'm ready. Jake is out of town. Nope, that was five. Okay, I'm done. The next one is in seven. Okay, here we go. Here's my recap of the book, because I'm giving up and trying to run away from this whole haiku thing really quick. <laughs> Jake is out of town. Tobias has intel on where Visser 3 is feeding. The gang acquires cheetah morphs and are going to go after him. They attack, but are foiled by a yerk. In a Garatron, which is a race similar to Andalites, but fast. This Yerk wants a seat on the Council of Thirteen. Rachel hatches a plan and assumes leadership of the group. The gang is going to execute several small attacks on local Yerk businesses to make Visser Three look bad in front of the Council nominee. They attack a TV station, a bookstore, a nail salon, a bank, a tobacconist, a gym a kinkos, a law firm, and a hardware store. They're going to attack the community center when Rachel sees a news report and realizes she's a murderer. She decides to attack the community center as polar bears. The inspector and then Visser 3 show up, and the Animorphs get pummeled. They have to retreat. Only Cassie doesn't make it. Doesn't make it out. She didn't die. She just didn't make it out. <laughs> Rachel wants to go alone to save her and quits as leader. Marco convinces her not to quit, and they enter the Yerk pool by punching a hole with a tobacco company's corporate jet. The Inspector and Visser 3 are there. Visser 3 challenges the Inspector to dispatch the Andalite bandits. He does pretty okay, until he gets bit by a cobra and dies. Visser 3 is, <laughs> not... <laughs> 3 is not sad, and the Animorphs escape, and Jake comes back home. And that was book 37. <laughs> 
he does pretty okay until he gets by a snake and gets bit bitten by a snake and dies is I bitten think by a cobra. Bitten by a cobra and dies is I think the greatest <laughs> sentence ever strung together in the English language. Well, I made it. I've I've arrived. I'm I can't offended. speak for Meg's grade, but I'm giving you an A plus. I'm offended, so I've dropped to a B. Because <laughs> apparently you write better than I do. And not okay with this. <laughs> My favorite thing other than that about this summary was watching Meg try to count syllables. <laughs> then make a hand gesture that was, fuck it, and take a shot. Yep, that happened. <laughs> you were doing great until you hit a six, and then that was yeah. it. Yeah. You were doing great until your second sentence. <laughs> I was actually happy I made it through one, but that that first sentence just happened to be five syllables. How many syllables are in he's doing okay until he gets bitten by a cobra and dies? <laughs> that might be a whole haiku by itself. Doing okay un, no, until, what is it? He is bitten by a cobra and dies! <laughs> yes! That's it. It's done. This is the episode. It's 10 minutes and 52 seconds. Good night, everybody. Oh my goodness. It is I all downhill. I had a lot of alcohol, but I think that worked. <laughs> I don't know if either of you are watching me count. Uh, no, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let it stand. Yep. yep. Nope. <laughs> That will be the best thing in this episode and the best thing to come from this book. <laughs> and and quite possibly the peak of this podcast. I don't know. I still think that might have been the extreme. I think we may be well <laughs> past our peak. You are not wrong. We did valley a bit and we're coming back up. Good. <laughs> Listen, I was in Death Valley last week. There's a bunch of mountains around. There's a bunch of different peaks. It's okay. I mean, I was listening to an episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast uh, in which I learned that you can have valleys inside of valleys called hanging valleys. I saw some. Anyways. Tim, what do you have to contribute about valleys? We did valley a bit. Really applies to my life more than I would like. <laughs> and I'm probably going to use that sentence a lot. <laughs> we did valley a bit? We did valley a bit. <laughs> I think my favorite part about this book, it's where Axe is describing fast food hamburgers or filet of fish sandwiches. No, it's Cassie talking about filet of fish. Well, they, they, they refer to them as fried flesh sandwiches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that was an Axe line. That was yeah. an Axe. I'm glad you had a favorite part of this book because yeah. I think my favorite part is when I closed it. <laughs> Would you like to know my favorite part of this book? Yes, yeah. I would, in fact. My favorite part of this book is when Rachel becomes preoccupied with the idea that she might have something in common with a fictional Greek character who <laughs> committed incest. Note how that never got mentioned. I know, right? She yeah. was talking about fucking hubris. That was what she was trying to talk about. <laughs> and Not... there are so many examples they could have chosen from Greek myth <laughs> okay, about but hubris. to be fair, in school, when you're taught hubris, what book do you read? Uh, we read I the think one you about went to a better school than I did. Inky Do, Inky Do. Which one was Inky Do in? What the fuck is Inky Do? Was he in the Epic of Gilgamesh? Now, hang on, Tim. 
Was there also a skinnamarink? No. <laughs> Hold on, I've got to Google Inky. You're thinking real quick. Beowulf? Maybe it was Beowulf. It was one of those. Beowulf and Gilgamesh. Okay, I will give you Beowulf. Yeah, the Epic of Gilgamesh. I was right. So for Christmas, my dad almost bought me a first edition of the Epic of Gilgamesh, and I don't remember this part of that book. He was like <laughs> the other character in it. Sure. I may also be confusing Gilgamesh with someone else. Uh, Gargamel? I do that a lot. No. <laughs> Gilgamesh hates Smurfs. <laughs> who I'm... fights Beowulf? Uh... Grindel. 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 Yeah. That's who I'm getting confused with. Okay, so my dad almost bought me a first edition of Grindel. Because Gilgamesh is hell old. There's no way. <laughs> Beowulf was written last week. I love that none of us questioned the idea of a first edition of Gilgamesh. Oh. There's a terrible J-Lo movie where, what is it called? Like the boy next door or something. And he buys her first edition of like Oedipus or some shit. And I was just like, you really did? Really? Really? You really think? Okay, fine. Sure. Yeah, well, in in his defense, he only had eyes for her. (sighs) Hey, that's some grade A rom-com writing right there. That, that was some... much cleaner than anything else that Alex could have done with Oedipus, too. I mean, that's much cleaner than anything Oedipus <laughs> does, too. <laughs> See, also, Rachel can't talk about what it was he did. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> oh... <laughs> The seriousness on Alex's <laughs> face when he just made that joke. And regretting our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just rowing that out there. Uh, 16 minutes. Better than I thought. <laughs> you knew it was coming. It just wasn't a matter of how long. Yep. Not a matter of if, but which one. Both. Oh, I meant which pun. I knew it would oh. be one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this, this wasn't, this wasn't going to crack the list on, like... This isn't that, your favorite? Yeah. You're not adding, this isn't your new favorite? This is like the fourth time that this has not been my favorite book. Did you enjoy it? Uh, the uh, the the stuff at the end. When, when... When the Animorphs hijacked an airplane and flew it into a tower? I'm sorry, I have so many thoughts here. I Okay, I have actively been trying to avoid any... 9-11 ref- Yeah, puns. yeah. But... You know, it's only 21... 21 months before? Yeah. I it, it, I was actively like concerned about the way I phrased it in the recap because I didn't want it to... No, I was, I was very pleased with your recap. Yeah. We'll, we'll bump um, it up to an A. I mean, it was a action-packed section of the book. Once Rachel quit being... I'm sorry. No. Uh, sure, it is action-packed. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it... I still yelled a lot. But it was better than the parts before... When Rachel was in charge of the team. I'm going to say it was better in parts before because you don't know anything about aviation. Um, I did have a question about when the plane is driving, driving, when the plane is flying Taxi. straight down and they're all like oh. having to hang on to the, the floor. I thought that was strange. I think the idea I was mean, they were being sucked out the door. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, it is a, you know, a book about people that turn into animals though, so. It is. Well, but, 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 but. Uh-oh. 
the first half of this series was a lot more grounded in terms of uh, now that I agree science. With. And this book well, should have been done a little bit earlier in the series? This is really the book for anyone who says, Hey, that time Marco morphed on an elevator with his Yerk mom and some <laughs> other folks was just entirely too subtle. Fun fact. Same author. But the, yeah, like I said, after the the everything had already gone wrong, the way they recovered from it, it was fun reading it. It's kind of like what I've said lately, where like, <clears throat> there's some section that gets skipped over. That should have been the book. In this case, just it should have should have started with the last like five chapters. It should have skipped over more things. The 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 whole Garatron thing seemed kind of arbitrary. Yeah, and well, and to didn't... be fair, that came from Vizzer that he was going to have an inspector like that. Yeah, was coming. But I mean, no, no, no. Like they 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 have in the inspector part. I got the the actual alien race of a Garatron. Yeah. I know, let's have Andalites, but fast. Yeah. But and then, also make sure to clearly state that they do not come from the same DNA. Which, as much Fine. as X protested that, I'm almost 95% sure they are genetically related. They, have you seen, have you looked at any of the, like, images on Google of what a Garatron looks like? No, after Googling something uh, last week, I, I'm afraid to Google things. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Fandoms are weird. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I need to know more. <laughs> no, you don't. It's okay. All right. I have looked up Garatron. This is a Transformers character. I have. I said Galvatron in my head every time I read Garatron. No, literally, like, Garatron is returning pictures of a Transformer toy. Is this just a typo and a bunch of things? Oh. It's quite possibly. I'm I've seeing Garatron Thunderstorm over and over again. I don't know about that. I didn't Garatron Thunderstorm. Yep, that works. You know, I had on my Hamilton hoodie, and then I went, mm, I recorded in my Hamilton hoodie last time with Alex. I'm not going to put that on. And it didn't stop you. Yeah, you shouldn't have thrown away your shot. Yeah, I am only finding pictures of this one Transformer. Oh, you Does know it, why? It's because it it I searched cool? Animorphs Garatron. Oh, see, mm-hmm. that helps. Also, what do you know about Galvatron? Nothing. Are you about to inform us? No. Push up your glasses first. Oh. No, I'm. I'm going to expect that y'all have watched the 1986 Transformers movie by then. Now, which is a classic. Here is what I'm going to say about the Garatron picture I have found, and this is only going to mean mean anything to Pokemon nerds. Oh, okay. I'm out. If you took Deoxys and then took Speedform Deoxys. It's the same basic design concept going from Andalite to Garatron. Are we ready to talk about how bad this book I mean, it's that or we bring back up the Plato debate, because Rachel asserts in this book that character is plot. Eventually, Rachel devolves into just being some sentient Donald Trump tweets. Stop! And I quote, Not sober enough. This is going to be fantastic. The last raid of the day. We'll leave the Yerks with an experience they'll never forget. And then she goes on to talk about something like maximum destruction or something. Let's morph grizzly bears. Polar bears. Polar bears. You know, the big furry ones. Bears? All bears. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear and Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy but... wasn't very fuzzy. Wuzzy. We're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about the last time that we had a Rachel book. That was good? No, no, no. Just the last Rachel book. 
it was a starfish book. We had a lot of Rachel polarized, worried about herself prior to being polarized, after being put back together, and coming to terms that she needs both Rachels. And then this shit hit. This is bad. This is all mean Rachel. Yes. This is as if I went, shit, I forgot I have to write an Animorphs book due tomorrow. Mm, I'm going to read that one, but I'm only going to read half the chapters. Just the mean Rachel chapters. Just the mean Rachel chapters, because we know Rachel's mean, right? Like, the thing that drives me insane in this book is, and it's why it's why it's this way, right? It's why she's just mean Rachel. It's like she's incapable of at any point having the thought, although Jake does listen to what people say and compromises. What's well, not even that. It's that Rachel, we talked about the David trilogy, because I know there is a point where Rachel says that she doesn't want to be leader. Yeah. And the David trilogy is probably when it comes up, but at the very least, it's a good example because like hard decisions that weigh on you that could potentially kill your friends and your family and innocent people is not the role she wants. She wants to be the fighter, the big, heavy barbarian, whatever you want to call it, that knocks down the door as the part of the plan. Yeah. And on top of that, we've had Marco at least three fucking times have to take role of leadership and does fine at it. This book either needed to be way before all that, like in the teens, after we've all accepted Jake as leader. But it's been what? I mean, in the time of the book, it's been two years? I'm probably. still fuzzy on that, but that would work. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. It's been one week since they... Oh, no. Oh, no. My point being is that... You just teed him up for it. <sighs> Look. It's been a while. I'm not used to... How long's it been? Conversing with you two. <laughs> Since the last time Meg and I uh, podcasted together. <laughs> has, it, has it been one Sunday? week? It's been <laughs> one week, actually. <laughs> it has, in fact. <laughs> Alex and I podcasted for, what, four hours? Yep, back-to-back sessions. Yeah. <laughs> An impromptu guest appearance. Very good at this. It's just, it's too late in the series for this. It's a pointless argument, too late in the series. Is it too late for them to be acting this way or too late for this situation i think i think i'm kind of in the place where maybe you're coming from where like i don't think the idea in and of itself is too late for i think for them to be so dysfunctional about it yeah okay in this way like if it were they couldn't settle on who and each of them had their own ideas and nothing was quite working or gelling but that still should have been 20 plus books ago. But it's it's the the way that Rachel responds to it and the way that Marco responds to it that you're saying. Yes. Is... All of it is bad. <laughs> From the standpoint of the fact that we've had a book where Jake disappeared or didn't disappear, but went off with his family and did something. Yeah. So theoretically, we've already had this behind the scene of who's the leader when Jake's not here. There should be a game plan in place. 37 books in, two years into a war. There should be a game plan. There should not be this infighting. And it is bullshit for Marco not to trust in Tobias and Cassie to make good calls for the group rather than just siding with Rachel, which they don't necessarily always do. Tobias might. Cassie doesn't. And it's also bullshit that Axe is like, I don't want to vote. It's all bad. The the first five chapters of this... Where we sort of get to the they're deciding who is calling the shots really don't make sense with any amount of character development we've had. You are absolutely right there. Especially when, in different ways, both Marco and Tobias 
have have been mediating voices when tobias is normally very good at being a mediating voice to not take more of that role early on does feel strange i mean i kept waiting for the first half of this book for the droid to show up and offer some kind of like seize control and you can turn the tide of the war like yeah devils uh, you know deal with the devil that's the phrase. And then that never happened because that's that's another angle where like you could take some version of this that makes sense because the last the last time we saw the droid the droid was like, "Oh, Rachel, I like you. You have potential." It it has like an Elseworlds feel to it. Like a <sighs> like not not exactly an alternate timeline, but sort of. It has like a well, we've got the big Arrowverse crossover coming up in three weeks, and we've got two <laughs> weeks of storytelling. Let's write a filler episode just to make things line up the right way. Vibe. It does. But what did this push forward? Well, I'll Hot tell wise. you in like three books when we get wherever. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. So when you've got your hindsight glasses on, yes. you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's such no, a... I the, mean, the very important existence of the Garatrons. It sets up the fact that Visitor 3 has gotten his inspector killed and that the Animorphs make really dumbass decisions and they're very lucky that the Yerks are so super fucking political that occasionally they get to get out of situations because someone else wants to kill someone else. <laughs> because these guys are dumber than them. They I mean, survive. True. Think back book five, I think it was, where it was like, no... There's literally no way out of here. And then Visor 1's people are like, go down that hall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I just, nobody, the only people who acted close to in character are Cassie because she has next to no role. And Axe because he has next to no role. And I'm not even convinced that Cassie acts because she talks about the fish filet. And she's like a vegan. So it's like, the fuck? But Tobias is sitting here and Rachel's like, making all these decisions and Tobias, the like one person who could maybe talk sense into her is like, I'm just going to not pay attention to you. I'm going to look over here and ignore what's going on. Oh, look, a tasty, tasty squirrel. Oh, it is so bad. Like I said, it was, it was actioned the, the, the end of the book. But if you were to like sit there and, and piece it together, I don't know that it would track though. Sorry. The end of the book. (laughs) (laughs) my job <sighs> yeah so uh do you think they were insured <laughs> okay first of all anybody wondering if you should buy a plane legally you have to carry liability insurance so yes they were fucking insured <laughs> second of all now with liability insurance how much would liability insurance cover if hypothetically uh three teenagers a bird and an alien stole the plane and crashed it into an empty building so, fun thing, TRIA coverage, which is terrorism coverage, did not exist prior to 9-11. So, it would probably come into a, is this an act of war? What the fuck? Who stole it? Why? Was it just a theft? Or was this an act of war? And the fact that they fucking walked into the airport as humans and expected everybody to be like, we don't know who stole this plane. Now, do airports typically have, in the 90s surveillance cameras uh they not all okay so here's the thing not all airports are going to have uh electric fences that electric fences exist in rural ones sometimes to keep 
animals out. So if you have the electric fence, then the deer's not on the runway. The hangar is going to be, depending on how big the airport is, it's likely that the hangar is going to have cameras. That was what got me was the deer on the runway. And I was like, I thought they had to jump a fence to get in here. Yes. How is there a deer? Also, the fact that they're like, "Mm, we're just going to swerve around that. No, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. And I can point you to several large claims of why you're not going to do that. So, Tim, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And this is a spoiler. But that deer is David, whom the uh, uh, drode... And Krayak have given the ability to morph back to. He's kind of in a Tobias position. Okay, so, so he, he he morphed to a bug of some sort, flew into the airport. Yeah. Then morphed and then morphed to deer. Yeah. Now, sort of, okay. sort of. The deal is, though, you're familiar with Chunt from Hello from the Magic Tavern. I know I am. this. I am. It works like that. So okay. he actually does have to have sex with the animal he's turning into. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Now this all makes a ton of sense. So there was already a deer in the airport inside the fence. Yes. Okay. But he wasn't that deer. It was David. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, what kind of repairs do you think were happening to this plane where someone was actively working on it, but it could also still take off? What do you vacuum out of the bottom? Because he had a vacuum and he was underneath it. That's what they said. Well, it still had engines, so it wasn't a fog claim. Um, he could have just been, I don't know, vacuuming out where you put the bags. I don't know what kind of maintenance, because I was too busy going, fucking deer, you don't taxi (laughs) off the runway. And also, when you get into it, and then you're like, "Mm, let's morph birds. Do you want to know how many bird ingestion claims I have to deal with? Like. I ingested bird the other day. (laughs) I ingested bird for dinner. Yeah. We had chicken. And so did Russia. Bird We had chicken wings the other night. I cannot with you. <laughs> I did not make a claim. Oh, I guess I did. I just told you that I ingested birds. So that was a bird ingestion claim. How much would you like me to pay you? <laughs> $7. Is that the You're price of more date. wings? <laughs> That's the price of more wings. <laughs> I need insurance. I'm going to have chicken wings for dinner. <laughs> now, 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 Tim, insurance is not a wing subscription program. <laughs> I get it. Not everybody understands airports and airplanes. But don't let deer on the runway is a pretty basic concept. No, to be fair, like, there are a lot of unfenced airports, and we do get a lot of deer claiming because of that. And they're expensive as fuck. Don't run into deer. But I mean, I don't like doing that with my car. If this airport has an electric fence and men with guns then it probably has a radio tower there's probably like i don't know the fact that they went in as fucking kids deer claim sounds like something your like grandfather would talk about when he's hunting well yeah right there on the other side of the uh okifinoki <laughs> that's where i set up my tree stand i got me a deer claim on that <laughs> land it's like deer prospectors did i, guess, did I tell you guys about the scary uh jerky people there's deer in their hills the, the deer tr- have eyes the deer tell us about the jerky people the jerky boys if you will so we were going to the grand canyon and there's these big billboards that are clearly like handmade that are like really good jerky x amount of miles when i'm the passenger and you want to actually converse with me and won't let me actually just read a book i'm gonna read billboards or like tell you who's in the car josh says i'm the most annoying person to be in the car with i'm sorry but um so i'm reading the billboards as we pass jerky billboards 
and they're getting progressively more creepy as they use this like blood red and then we pass it and i swear to god it looked like one of those stations that you stop in in a scary movie because you're lost and almost out of gas and you just need to find where the nearest gas station is and you go in and then you're never heard from again so this is our first jerky encounter so soylent jerky yes so we were actually looking for a gas station. <laughs> Long <laughs> jerk, if you will. You're just going to roll through the cannibalism joke there. <laughs> yes. So then about three hours later, we're almost to the Grand Canyon. And there's these little signs that someone's made put in the ground. It says, first one said, really good jerky. I'm laughing. Next one says, real buffalo jerky. I'm like, okay, that sounds a little less like eating people. Third one goes, don't be scared. And I went, oh shit. They read my mind. And then the fourth one says drive through. And then there's a guy who's got the back of his truck open with the sign drive through pointed up to it. And we did not stop, but we considered it. And this is how we all are jerky boys. There's a diagram where one circle is drive through and the other circle is tailgating. <laughs> and they don't overlap at all. They're two different circles. Those are not the same things. For this guy and his jerky, it was the same thing. He's the one, like, point of, of intersection between those two circles, then. It made my trip. Because <laughs> when you're stuck in a car for four hours with two teenagers, you got to make your own fun. Or your own jerky. That works, too. This book sucked, guys. <laughs> so upset. Like, from page one, I was just so upset. My name is Rachel, and I am not like other Rachels. To be fair, it was like, there's this Rachel. There's the Rachel from Friends. Let's insult her. There's the Rachels in my PE class. They suck, too. All Rachels seem to suck, but I'm awesome. She did also repeatedly refer to herself as the Warrior King, so... yeah. It literally was mean Rachel, like at no points. Yeah. Except for her crying towards the end, which I'm still not convinced was not just a ploy. What was Handsome Monkey King from? Handsome huh? Monkey King was a thing. That made me think of that too. Was that Inky Do? Was he the Han- Handsome Monkey King? When you said Warrior King, it made me think of that. Handsome Monkey King. You say Monkey King and I go to Kim Possible. Oh no, that was from a totally different story. Called? Apparently, Handsome Monkey King. Well, you got the title. Yeah. Congratulations, Tim. You have made the most obscure cultural reference on a <laughs> podcast I'm on. There's a Handsome Monkey King t-shirt. Well, Which Tim now owns. Yeah. Click. <laughs> this is happening. What was the shop in the mall that used to have, like, the monkey mascot? Paxon, maybe? Think Geek had a monkey mascot. No, not Think Geek. We're thinking older than that. Rainforest Cafe. No. Rainforest <laughs> Cafe. I don't remember a monkey mascot. You're going to make me Google this. Apparently. N- meanwhile, Tim is sending us T public links. <laughs> Which one had a monkey? Monkey Fist. That's the name of the guy from Kim Possible. Editor's note. We went on a 20-minute quest to find this monkey. It was really just 20 minutes of me bothering Meg with the absolute wrong stores the entire time. I'm saving y'all from that right now. I don't even remember why we were Googling this, but that's the one I'm talking about. I have seen that monkey before. Of course. You're roughly my age. You would have been in high school. Oh. 
So this, like, store we've been chasing was the first store you mentioned to begin with? I told you it was PacSun. I knew it was PacSun. At no point did I think, hmm, it must have been another store but PacSun. <laughs> have fun editing all that, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so game plan number one is let's attack Visor 3 at his new feeding spot. Yes, which presumably was the thing this whole book was about based on the description in the last book. The second plan is bullshit. The one where they're going to embarrass Visser 3? Yes. Like, the thing that is wildest to me about it is just the continued insistence as it escalates to never do any recon. Right. Like, that's the thing that is absolutely unbelievable to me about Rachel's stance in this. Well, they, they try to sell it like they're in a hurry. Yeah, but, like, by that last one at the community center where shit has been bad for them before, like, at least in that one, it's like, okay, now we've got a couple of us who kind of know the layout inside this place. Let's go in it and see what's up. Yeah. Which we don't even acknowledge that two of them have been in there before without much problem. But we know it has security cameras and we know it's a great place to set up a trap. Yep. Yeah. I mean, she does sort of kind of mention that Tobias was taken there. And yeah, sort of kind of that Tobias has been tortured recently. But we don't get into the whole Axe and Tobias undercover in the building, like, seeing what's up in the actual, not the Yerkpool entrance, but the community center itself. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it's all a bad plan. Yes. The simplest solution, like, if you feel like you have to do it now, call the Chi. Yeah. Yes. True. Call the Chi. Explain, we're not going to harm anybody. All we want to do is just make it look like there are more Andalites around. So I I think that Megan should be leader of the Animorphs. <laughs> Megan is also 32, <laughs> not 12. <laughs> Who knows what 12-year-old Megan would have said. But it, yeah, it, it's also kind of unbelievable the way, I, you may have mentioned this earlier, uh, the way that she's always talking about how they don't like... You know, they don't backtalk Jake. They don't second-guess Jake like that. But they do. They do. All the fucking time. Really, they do. And you know what Jake does? He's like, yeah, okay. That's that's a good thought. I mean, how many times does they say, yeah, Marker's right, or yeah, Cassie's right, or yeah, Rachel's right? And how often does he say, well, you know what? I don't care about your bit of information that you're adding to this. Maybe once. Maybe uh, once. Maybe once, yeah. I acknowledge that you're telling me this, and I am ignoring it. Yeah. Usually it's, uh, we can talk about this later. Now the priority is X. No one is in character in this book. Not even Jake at the end when we get Jake. Oh my god. Rachel fucking killed, got someone killed. She didn't flat out kill him, but she got someone killed. She did not step on him and cause his heart attack and squish him to death or anything like that. But because of her, he is dead. That is a death that she has on her conscience. And Jake's response is, shit happens. Yeah. They all love you still. Everyone says you did a great job. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? That's basically what he says. It's like, what was your body count? And she's like, well, one. And he's like, no, no, no. What was your body count of people that matter, which is us? It's just the six of us. We're the only ones that matter. And he's like, well, none. Well, then good job. So, yeah, such bullshit. So bad. No acknowledgement of like, um, so you maybe almost got my girlfriend killed. That's bad. We need to talk about that. Jake should be yelling. He should have been yelling about the fact that they tried to do anything without him. And then they, and then the yelling should have been, hey, I've not been around before. 
why didn't you default to Marco? Because, hey, we've been doing this for two years. We have a game plan of who to go to after this, even though we don't. I also just don't appreciate his straight up lying when she asks, how do you make decisions that get your friends hurt? That maybe someday will get us killed. How do you keep it from getting inside your head and just eating away at you? And like, she knows he's lying. It's obvious he's lying. He's just like, I don't think about it. Like, bullshit. As much as I like to rag on Jake, he would not just be like, oh, no, I don't think about it. (laughs) No, he would sit down and be like, I have the nightmares. And I hope to God one day when this war is over, I am around to forgive myself. Or some other bullshit. Can we go back to Alex's impression of dumb ghost-written Jake for a minute? Because I kind <laughs> of love Scott it. Scott Summers? I feel like I'm channeling sort of like a 90s skater slacker <laughs> burnout type. 90s so some- Matthew Lillard, got it. So somebody that would have shopped at Monkey Pacific Sunwear? PacSun, you asshole. Pac <laughs> monkey Pacific Sunwear. Handsome Monkey Pacific Sunwear. I know you're old and I know you're a dad, but please don't turn me into a petulant child. <laughs> Thank you. More than I already am today. <laughs> that was the longest I've ever heard anybody say okay boomer in my life. <laughs> no, I've had to cut okay boomer because it's ageist and I'm afraid I'm going to say it at work one day. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So now you're just going to look at people and say you're old. <laughs> I mean, I do things instead like, well, see, my dad was born in 1966 and then they kind of see the color drain onto their face and they stop. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah my mom just turned 50 and they go hang on a second <laughs> the wild part is somehow my parents are a whole decade older than yours prom baby ah uh, could prom baby be my stripper name no oh also that's not a soda that's a good point we gotta go back to sodas you've got to find something to match pomplamoose lacroix which is very good as a stripper name. <laughs> or Ginger Sprite. I don't know that I can top Ginger Sprite. That's a good one. Everybody put your hands together for <laughs> Cherry Dr. Pepper! <laughs> what about the Dr. Pepper that was geared to men? I'm sorry, oh, what? No. Are you talking about... No. I'm sorry. What? Did you guys both miss when Dr. Pepper was aiming for you guys? Was just straight up advertising to you guys created an entire new drink just for you guys hi have we met of course i missed that <laughs> yeah. there is no quicker way to turn me off of your ad campaign than to make it masculine it was like dr pepper 10 or something like that it's only 10 calories was that really supposed to be for men i the remember the fucking dr. commercials 10. were all about like don't tell women and i was like fuck you i'm drinking any dr pepper i can get my hands commercials. on i don't think they did it right yeah is not the male is the one that was offended you think i don't remember something that offended me come on so here here are the two things i'll say one i'm glad you clarified that it only had 10 calories because i was going to assume (laughs) we're like why would you take out the other 24 flavors (laughs) and two i can understand why this flopped because here is a 10 calorie soda Let's advertise it straight to dudes. While I appreciate the the inversion of the typical heteronormative uh, 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 choice there, I don't think that that's how you sell sodas. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work. Mellow yellow. Okay, Tim, but that's going to imply a certain niche fetish element that maybe you want to think <laughs> through. 
All right. <laughs> Good point. Same thing is going to go for Mountain Dew. <laughs> and Surge. Which was what I was probably drinking while reading this book. Actually, probably not. It probably had been banned by this time. Oh, holy crap. Yes, Tim? Ten manly calories. Yeah, did you see the picture she just sent us? Ten manly calories. And it literally says in giant letters, it's not for women. Yep. And you may think, this was 20 years ago. This was 10 years ago. No, that font (laughs) is definitely not. I remember this product. I don't remember this marketing. And people thought New Coke was a dumb idea. New Coke add back in the cocaine? No, New Coke, most people assume actually was a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy theory around it that a lot of people assume is true. That they knew they were going to be changing from sugar to high fructose corn syrup in Coke manufacturing. So the, the, the conspiracy is they changed the recipe for two years so that when they went back to the original recipe but with a different sweetener, no one would complain. Okay. What other things can make me angry along with this book? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also going to say, I'm reading Know My Name at the same time as reading this book. So it's just been a lot of angry literature day. Is there... Anything that could have made this book. Yeah, I mean, we've established that if you cut several of the chapters out and don't write Rachel wrong (laughs) and don't write Jake wrong and don't add the Galvatron. Actually, if you added Galvatron, this book would have been a lot better. (laughs) Adam Harps Meet the Transformers. Yeah. Take Marco out of the equation and give it some actual reason that they need to do something while they're down two men. Hey, um, here's a funny little thing. Does anyone else have a tendency to to sometimes anagram words as they read them? Yes. No? But I do have a question for both of you after this. Tim, did you happen to uh, anagram the last name of Judge Sally Forensic? No, I did not. Because that is an anagram of foreskin. Do you only anagram when it turns into dirty words or male (laughs) genitalia? It's actually only the word foreskin. Just foreskin. (laughs) That's the only time that it happens. (laughs) Tim, we're back to niche fetishes. (laughs) Um, No, I do not. I do not do it consistently, but I will often do it if it's like a weird selection of letters that you don't see a lot. Or if it is the same like sets of sounds. Cool. So like that kind of thing I do, but it's not, it's usually like, well, it's a specific set of, of, of letters that's weird or just it, I get two things that sound alike in the same piece of media. What were you going to ask us, Mac? Have you guys seen the brain article that's going around? It's a couple weeks old now about how people think. No. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, you know, in movies when people are thinking and it's like a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Is that how your brain, when you think, is it more like a... Um, a Zach Braff? Like a communication? Or do you see words and things? No, I have an audible voice. Okay. I'm going to call it mixed media. Okay. I do have the audible voice, especially when I'm like being considerate. Like when I'm stopping and working through a problem or running through my schedule with myself. But also like a lot of just thought in high concept or visualizing flows of data like i i tend to sort of think differently about different kinds of problems cool i would imagine that that's probably true 
but I think if if I were to just think about how I think most of the time when I'm paying attention to the fact that I'm thinking. Tim's like, I don't think in high concepts. Hang on. No, I don't. <laughs> Low concepts. Like when he said foreskin, I always, every time anybody says foreskin, I wonder about the aft skin. <laughs> That's 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 the low concepts that I think about. So when you say low concepts, you mean dad jokes. Yes. <laughs> you only think in dad jokes. Yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, no, there was an article, I can't remember, this person was talking to a friend who realized that they thought, so when it happens in movies and TV show, they thought that that was just like a thing they did for movies and TV show. And the person who wrote it was like, no, that's how my brain works. And they realized that, like, they think completely different. And it was just one of those fascinating moments. And then I saw a lot of friends post. It was surprising to see how, who fall, who fell in what category. Yeah, let's do animal facts, Alex. All right. This one comes to us from nationalgeographic.com.au. Meg, I feel like you're going to want a content warning on this one. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm ready. So just. If it's fucking spiders, I know it's where you live. It's not spiders. Okay. Have you read uh, West Coast Avengers? Are you familiar with Jeff the Land Shark? Yeah, I like Jeff okay. the Land Shark. Just keep Jeff the Land Shark in your mind. As right. I, these sharks have evolved to walk on land, and they did it quickly. I'm assuming they mean evolved quickly and not walked quickly. <laughs> Speedwalkers. <laughs> yes. People gym oh, shorts no. on. It's fun. They're tracksuit sharks. (laughs) Four new species of this colorful yet overlooked group of reef dwellers have been found since 2008, a new study says. Reef dwellers sounds very negative. It really does. Uh, They're about three feet long, live in Australia, of course, and their pectoral fins in the front and their pelvic fins in the back plod along on the seafloor and over coral reefs outside of the water at low tide. That lets them pass from tide pool to tide pool uh, and feed on various prey. They're considered like the top predator in the reef during low tide, according to Christine Dudgeon, a researcher at the University of Queensland in Brisbane. A A recently published paper shows that all of these species have evolved in the last 9 million years. Oh, that is quick. Sharks are known to evolve very slowly, in particular. Six-gill sharks, for example, uh, date back 180 million years with the exact same teeth. Again, I assume it's teeth patterns and not like there's a 180 million-year-old shark hanging out with, like, his original chompers. Are six-gill sharks, like, is that, like, the highest rank you can get? Um, well, a six-gill shark is like a five-gill shark, but it adds an extra cord so that when all the fish get together... To to jam, that's the band PH fish, uh, they can hit those extra gotcha. notes. Gotcha. Uh, also, some six-gilled sharks are named Barry and are in the Bee Gees. Barry Gill. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, sharks with feet. I've just been looking at pictures of Jeff the whole time. That's cool. Jeff is the best shark. Legs or no. Suck it, Jabberjaw. <laughs> I do not want to... St- you don't want one? No, I do want one. Oh, I definitely want one. Anyway, that's it. There's animal trivia. Sharks are coming for you on dry land. Watch out. Nine million years. It's been <laughs> nine million years since you evolved legs. <laughs> we do not have any new ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts, but we do have a new listener-submitted question from Nick, whose last name I'm going to redact, and whom they have redacted themselves because 
they gave initials, to protect from the Yerks. And I'm sure that if you use some of those words, you form a complete sentence. (laughs) Sometimes. The subject for this email is if you happen to want more after the series. And Nick suggests that uh, once we finish with the Animorphs books, there are some other things we could do to make more content, which we probably have not talked about on the show before. Nick starts by saying some nice things about enjoying us and wanting to wanting to consume more and uh suggest that maybe we could talk about other animorph podcasts do sort of a meta podcast which i sort of love that idea like podcastception i like when there are podcasts that talk about other podcasts but it's like we're talking about audio dramas yeah where it's like fan podcast of audio dramas but while I intend to listen to other Animorph podcasts, I don't want to turn into... It is such a great community. It really, truly is. Like, from the moment that we started this podcast, they've been wonderful. And I don't want to be like, well, now we're going to go listen to your stuff and talk about your stuff. Yeah. That just feels like a weird vibe to me. And if someone did it to me, I'd just be in a constant panic attack. So let's not. <laughs> we should just all, like, draw numbers and swap hosts and do it again. That would be fun. <laughs> Just all the Animorphs podcasts do do Nick continues, however, to suggest something that we have uh, talked amongst ourselves about, which is going on to look at Animorphs fanfic. Which I think sounds like a ton of fun. Do you think everything sounds like a ton I of fun? I do. I love all the things. <laughs> I'm actually on board with this, too. And I know that there's a great continuation. I think it goes through book 60-something that I actually would love an excuse to read. Um, And just other fanfic. All that Marco Axe fanfic. Yes, let's get that on here. (laughs) Slash fic, you mean. It doesn't have to be sexual, but they're totally together. It doesn't have to be sexual, but it is. (laughs) It doesn't have to be. (laughs) And then finally, Nick goes on to say some very nice things about us, which I appreciate and will share with you too, but I'm not going to read into the record. Why would you not read it into the record, Alex? Because it feels self-aggrandizing. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. You sound wonderful. I'm happy to take a compliment. I'm not going to repeat it over and over, though. That cheapens <laughs> it, too. Nick is my homie. Yes. We do have ideas on continuing and doing other things that, I guess because 2020 is the year that we're going to finish Animorphs, we will announce at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and we will discuss between the three of us at some point. In some way, shape, or form, it will continue, most yes. likely. Would you like me to read Twitter comments? Yes. I would love it if you would read okay. Twitter comments. Last time you said no, and it hurt my, yeah. hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, this time I drew the good cop straw. <laughs> All right, so this week I posted, we are getting ready to discuss Animorphs 37, which I can already tell you is going to have me. Meg, super annoyed, but please tell us which Animorph you think should be in charge when Jake is too busy to be boss man. Legend of Z says Marco, obviously. I don't think we can really argue with that. I could. It could also be Tobias. Tobias is fine as long as Rachel's not in danger. Fair. Uh, We did have a comment from Just Your Everyday Fazian that said we need a gone podcast now that every and everything will be perfect and i said i'm trying to convince you two to read those afterwards so maybe we can do that we have also had that conversation yep 
I think we've also talked about Everworld, which is what I at one point was lobbying for, just because I already have Everworld's all of already them. already on the list? Yeah. I think I have them all, too. Uh, Lucky Lindy 17 says, I am so excited to hate listen to this episode. They did my girl Rachel so dirty. You are not wrong. Glad someone else agrees that while we like our Rachel a little insane, this is fucked up. And Edgar Allan Hope says nice. definitely Marco with Tobias as lieutenant. Edgar Allan Hope wins Twitter by virtue of their name. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's at Poetry and Poetry. <laughs> oh, so good. Maybe my favorite person. <laughs> Sorry, boys. You know, it's fine. They've earned it. Yep. <laughs> There's a great picture. I remember, actually, I think it is on, I put it on Tim's Facebook years ago. Um, cause it occasionally pops up in my, maybe I just tagged you in it, um, where I was searching for Oscar Isaac and something Edgar Allan Poe. I think it was back when Katrina was combining the two into a costume and there is a really great Edgar Allan Poe gif. So. Yes, I do remember this. <laughs> yes. Yep. So yeah, we got great listeners. Yes. Yep. And it always makes me happy when we get questions and Twitter feedback and all of that. So, yes. keep on sending them our way. I do also appreciate that maybe Michael Grant agrees they did Rachel Dirty here. Thank you. He retweeted my question. Uh, <laughs> What's next on your list, Tim? Okay. We have the random line from the book. No, you were wrong. I am trying. Nice try, yeah. though. <laughs> I love that Tim spent all that time dragging out his sentence so that he could open the document just to have it betray him. Uh, yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to... I thought it was Tim trying to come up with a lie and realizing maybe Tim's not a good liar. No, it was me trying to figure out what was actually after the thing that I was trying to skip. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so it's time for some predictums. Yes, it is. Now, the next book... Is called The Arrival. Right. You are not allowed to make any reference to the Amy Adams movie. Aww. Oh. Okay, I, that's cool. I'm old. I was going to make a Charlie Sheen movie joke. Because I think there was a Charlie Sheen movie called The Arrival, wasn't there? I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't know either. Um. Okay, I have to assume... Like, my first thought when I read Arrival was that the Andalites were going to make it to Earth, but it seems entirely too early in the book series for that. Does it? We are on 38. Yeah. I think so. Because I think that would make... Like, that would be kind of a game changer, and I don't know how we'd have many more books after the Andalites. Space Squid? Well, let's start with this. Who is the narrator? Again, book 38. We just had... So that's going to be Axe. You are correct. Yeah. Well, maybe it could be an Andalite arrives on Earth then. Maybe not all of the Andalites, but maybe an Andalite. Okay. Is it a girl Andalite and they're going to run off together? Yes, because I like <laughs> that now. <laughs> Is it the same one he was distracted by when he should have been studying? <laughs> I don't think that was limited to one. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of Axe having a crush at the Andalite Cadet Academy. Yeah. That is kind of fun, too. Like the Andalite with the red hair or something <laughs> like that. Ginger Sprite the Andalite. Oh, my God. Ginger Sprite the Andalite actually does have a nice rhyme to it. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the, 
the poetry tonight. Tim's so a now poet. I'm my burlesque name. We have my burlesque show. <laughs> so thanks, thanks, guys. Um, uh, yeah, we're gonna say that. We're gonna say that an andalite arrives on Earth. Tim. Yes. I'm going to read you now. Okay. Unless Mag wants to ask any further questions. No, I right. think you're good. For some time, Axe has been the only Andalite on planet Earth. Now, his people have returned and want Axe back on board with them. Was Axe is torn. Should he join his fellow Andalites? Can he desert the Animorphs and especially his Schwarm Tobias? Axe must come to the to a decision. A decision that will change the entire future of the Yerk Resistance. Hold on. Okay, now that I didn't see, that they want Axe to leave. What the fuck else? I mean, they're an army. Yeah, but that, I thought they were going to come to fight the Yerks. Oh, you've been fighting them this long? Well, you're our new prince. I think it's been like 20-something books since Tim has had a guess right. I, You know what? I should have known when y'all didn't make fun of me. Immediately for my guess that maybe I had gotten one right here. Maybe, Tim, we were just trying to cultivate an air of unpredictability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure in 20 books. Oh, wait. Hang on. Never yeah. mind. In the fan fiction that we're... <laughs> in the fan fiction when you start getting it right. All right, go me. Why would they want him to leave? Though, like that doesn't... I mean, we can talk about it next yeah, episode, but my guess is they potentially view Earth as a lost planet. Big ol' waste of time. Yes. We'd like to thank Christina Red Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit Chaos Does Art on Instagram. Peep our social meds at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Website is mindsatyerk.com. Spell yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us... I'm a little hesitant. I was trying to be dramatic. I was going for... Yeah. yeah. If you like us and want to help... In a world? <laughs> <laughs> if you like us and want to help us out... Rate review us on Apple Podcasts, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Let us know if we aren't on your podcatcher of choice. Alex? Somebody stop me. No. I think saying no still counts as, hey, when? Stop. There. Ah! (laughs) I didn't do that this entire episode. I'm very proud of myself. I have been Tim. My name has been Alex. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with both of you tonight, but I've been Megan. Until then, we fight.